You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Quedno, and today we have a special guest. Instead of our usual uh, Chuck Marone, we have Kia Wilson, who is my colleague and the Director of Community Engagement for Strong Towns. Chuck is, I think, currently having some dental work done. If you've been following along this podcast for a while, you know that he's had some dental issues, so hopefully today is the solution to all of those. So we have Kia here with us. Have you ever been on the Strong Towns podcast? I'm trying to remember. I haven't. I've been on the webcast. I still okay. get those two words confused a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been told um, I have good radio voice, so I'm excited to debut it for this audience. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your Strong Towns podcast uh, debut. Thanks. Let's start with how was your weekend and what have you been up to lately? It was really good. We're getting a nice little spate of warm weather out in St. Louis and um, so I did some bike riding. I went to go see the Beauty and the Beast remake because I'm a sucker Ooh, for... I want to see that. It was okay in some ways. uh <laughs> just okay, okay. Dragged a little in other ways, and I don't understand who was the costumer for Emma Watson, but that's kind of my, my personal bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that should turn anyone off from seeing it. It was, you know, that's probably my favorite Disney movie from my childhood. I relate most strongly to that princess of all the princesses, so it was, nice. I had to see it. Yeah, what about you? What did you get up to? Uh, I was in Detroit, Michigan, or a suburb of Detroit for just like 48 hours to visit my cousin and her husband and grab some stuff from their wedding last summer that we're going to try to use at our wedding. So it was a multi-purpose trip. I got to go to Detroit just for the evening on Saturday, which I hadn't been to in so many years. And I feel like in our circle like urbanist circle so many people talk about Detroit so it was interesting like we just drove around got a little tour and then ate some food so it was interesting to see this place that so many people talk about um up close it was a lot bigger than I thought it would be and like everything just seemed super sized the roads were really wide the buildings were all huge there were all these like performing arts center and stadium and another stadium Mm -hmm. and a casino it was yeah it was interesting it was not quite what I thought it would be. But. Yeah. I haven't been to Detroit downtown proper since I was a kid. I actually went on a school field trip to Detroit, which in retrospect was a very weird field trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually like met people from the urban planning department and talked about like the history of I went to a really cool school. I should probably preface it with this. Um, In college or high school or what? In middle school. I was in seventh grade when I did this. It was a really long time ago. So this probably planted an early seed for what would become my Strong Towns career going to this particular field trip. I would be really astonished to see how it's changed. I just read a book that talked a lot about um, the way that Dan Gilbert has invested a ton of money into their downtown. And I'm really curious to see what that's actually meant for that section of Detroit versus the behemoth that is the entire Detroit. It's gigantic. You're right. 
So usually Chuck and I discuss the article that he had published today, um, but he has not published anything yet today. <laughs> and we have you. So let's talk about some of the stuff that you've written recently and what you have coming up. Your first articles for Strong Towns published earlier this year were about biking and terminology around biking and like where you see yourself in the biking landscape. And then your most recent article was about... Uh, Unsettlers and a book by Mark Sundin with that title. And what do you think you might be writing about next? Or how are you feeling about those recent things you've yeah. written? Well, I guess it kind of segues from what I've worked on before for the site, but um, I'm working on an article right now about a time bank in St. Louis called the Cowrie Collective. Um, this actually came out of a conversation we had amongst the staff about actually Detroit, of all things, um, and the way that um, specifically in that article, low-income citizens who don't have access to traditional forms of capital, much less credit, um, are using the principles of a sharing economy to take care of each other, um, specifically some, through something called a time bank. So we all know what bartering is, where I go to you, Rachel, and I say, Rachel, if you'll write me an article, then I'm going to iron your shirts. <laughs> um, and we work it out amongst ourselves. A time bank is that concept that's sort of taken to a systematized level. So the way a time bank works is you go to a little training. And um, if I, if you write me an article, I give you, um, well, in my local time bank, they call it a calorie, but really it's a, a time credit for however long it took you to write that article in hours. So your time is your money. And then you can go and spend that time credit with whoever you want. You, I don't have to do something for you. You can spend it on something you need. So if I am oh. a loser who has no skills that appeal to you, you can go and find a friendly massage therapist or someone who can cook you a meal or whatever you're looking for out there in the community. Um, and it's really that simple. And it, But it's kind of revolutionary and weird and scary, um, I'm finding in some ways yeah, to do awesome. it. Yeah, so I, I went to a credit, um, a training with... Um, I think it was like eight people were there. There's only about 300 people in the time bank total. And mm -hmm. we all talked about what we could offer and what we needed. And within that group of about eight people, we had way, way more, um, needs met than I would have ever guessed. <laughs> and That's it was, awesome. it was exciting, but it's also a little bit strange as someone who's been in the writing profession for a long time and fields that I think capitalism tends to undervalue to say like, okay, I'm going to let go of, you know, fighting for what things are actually worth. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, interesting to think about the implications of how like a whole society could function off of a system like this, where it would fall down. And, um, I'm excited to explore it in the article. I think people will be a little bit surprised by some of the answers that time makers have come up with to the problems of non-state based solutions. It's, it's really cool. Well, and it's sort of returning to super old concepts of like bartering before money really existed. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's called the Cowrie Collective because the Cowrie shell was the unit of currency in Africa. That's um, the inspiration for the specific group oh, okay. um, way back in the day. And it's just sort of taking that into the 21st century. And it's all online. That's, that's kind of cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what did you offer as your skills? Yeah, so a, a bunch of things. Um, and I didn't offer everything that I do. Um, mm -hmm. That was one thing that I, like, actually choosing of all the things that I as, like, an able-bodied 
adult and capable mm-hmm. of doing what I'm able to offer choosing what I wanted to do is really an unusual exercise but um I taught a yoga class last week in somebody's home I'm cool. a yoga teacher I don't know if you know that about me was it <laughs> um, just like with a random stranger well, I thought I was going to be with a random stranger, but like halfway through the session, one of her roommates walked in and it was somebody I knew. Oh, so, okay. Small town, I guess, um, in St. Louis, that's bound to happen. Um, but yeah, you can also like leave reviews of people and there's little like get to know you tools. So it's, it felt like as much of a stranger as it would like making a friend on social media, which is to say not much of a stranger at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then one unusual thing about time banking is when you take a class through a time bank, the, the bank pays you a credit for your time rather than you paying the teacher a credit for that class because the idea is that you're, oh, you're learning the skill. Yeah, you're learning the skill and it's increasing the wealth of the community. So I've been taking um, classes about like urban gardening and earning credits that way i haven't really spent any credits yet i'm trying to (laughs) so i want someone to come fix some drywall in my house (laughs) we'll see what happens Um, if you were teaching a class do you also get a credit yes okay yeah so there's like a surplus exactly because there's no actual being printed so yeah interesting as someone who comes from like a deep economics nerd armchair nerd I should clarify background to think of some like currency totally unleashed from those things is really wild well I'm excited to read that article so we also in this podcast usually talk about events and I will mention the events that we have coming up but then we'll discuss one main event that Kia and I can both contribute more to the conversation because a lot of our upcoming events are Chuck going to speak different places. This week, for instance, he is in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he's speaking at the Nebraska Bike Walk Summit. I should add that he's doing a, um, a meetup for anyone who's listening, that you're welcome to RSVP too. You don't have to be a member. Um, anyone who's a Strongtowns fan can come and have a drink with Chuck um, the night before his presentation down in downtown Lincoln. So check it out. Awesome, and that is totally free and open to attend. Yep. You can find that on strongtowns.org slash events, and then just click on the Lincoln, Nebraska events. It'll be the main one highlighted, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. So that's the main thing that Chuck is up to this week, and then next week is our big summit that we've been working on and planning for what seems like forever. (laughs) Uh, The summit's going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma from March 30th through April 1st. Kia and I have been the main ones doing all the planning for this, along with some very important help from Michelle and essential volunteer who has gone above and beyond so much uh, to make this happen, Sarah Kobos. Um, as well as many My other volunteers. Sarah Kobos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Max and Chuck have also been helping as well. And um, we'll all be all hands on deck uh, at the actual event for sure, um, which is the first time that all of our staff will be in wow. the same place. I've never even met Michelle. So. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's, I'm looking forward to that, as well as meeting uh, so many members and new people that are interested in Strong Town. So I'm feeling overwhelmed because obviously we're also going to be having a lot of responsibilities to actually execute the event. So hoping we can fit in some time to, 
to meet people and interact as well. What Absolutely. are your What are your thoughts right now about the summit? How are you feeling? I'm just I'm ready to go. Pumped. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I've got a billion to do lists, but um, as you know about me, but the audience probably doesn't. I've been planning events for pretty much my whole professional career, so I'm in like that fun adrenaline mode <laughs> for the next two weeks. Um, I cannot yeah. wait for some of these workshops. I have to tease a few of them because they're so cool. Um, we've I don't know if you've mentioned in the podcast yet, but Mariel Brown is actually doing a live version of that very perennially popular article on traffic calming where she's demonstrating it. You're, you're working with that one, aren't you, Rachel? Yeah, I've done a lot of prep behind the scenes for that because we had to submit a permit application and make sure we have like event insurance and things, but it's all rolling now. Um, and yeah, that'll be, I'm excited for that one. And I'm glad I get to tag along with that one. We all kind of, as a staff, have to divide ourselves among the workshops, so I wish I could attend all of them. Another one I can't really wait for is um, scoring, how to do the math on proposed development in your city. I'm just really thrilled that we have someone who's developed a comprehensive, cool take on how to look at a development project and using real numbers and real methodology that's rigorous, see if it's a good idea in strong times terms. That's a question that we get all the time. And I cannot wait to, even if I can't watch that one live, um, watch a rebroadcast of it. We are going to try to do a little bit of recording of these for the future. So hopefully we'll be able to share some of those with the audience. Definitely. Yeah, that one is hosted by Michael Kovacs, uh, Will, I hope I'm going to pronounce your last name right, <laughs> Rugley, and Justin Weiss. And they're all from the city of Fate, Texas. They all work for the local government. So that'll the be a cool best one. town name ever also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have some, a couple of different like group presentations. And then, yeah, it's a really wide range of topics. Most are focused on transportation, but Mike McGinn is hosting one that's about like how to start uh, creating change on the local level and doing community organizing, which is something he has a lot of background in. So yeah, the workshops will be cool. We have some great speakers that are kind of interspersed throughout and a lot of also time set aside for people to um, be working in small groups and some more informal like meals and social activities. So yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to fly by too because it's only... 48 hours, uh, and then we'll all go home exhausted, but (laughs) exhausted and full of information that we'll digest forever and apply in lots of cool ways. I'm really excited for it. And if you're not able to come, as Kia mentioned, we're going to try to record some of the sessions, um, hopefully even live broadcast some of the sessions on Friday. Um, and then also all next week, I'm going to run, articles um, and videos and past podcasts from the people who are speaking at the event. So that'll be an added way to connect with what's going on. Um, And I think a lot of the people that are speaking and leading workshops will be familiar to you if you've been part of Strong Towns before. Many of them have been on the podcast. They've written stuff for us in the past. So it's going to be a great coming together of people. Kia, have you been doing any interesting reading or interesting podcast listening lately? 
Oh, sure. Um, well, I just started a project that I've been meaning to do forever where I'm reading the works of Jane Jacobs in order. Oh, cool. So this was made easier by the fact that um, Random House just put out a collection of her short works that was previously unpublished. So I'm oh, actually getting that's to start vital with... vital little plans, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm actually getting to start with her... Um, articles for Vogue that she wrote about the Diamond District and the Flower District. And um, when she was 20 years old, she was writing about economies and space in this women's magazine, fashion magazine. Um, cool. And it's really interesting as someone who is madly in love with her mind <laughs> to mm-hmm. see the beginnings of the sort of ideas she explores in Death and Life. And I'm really excited to get into her later work, which I know was in some ways more important to her. So that's what I was reading this weekend. A lot of people have been referencing, uh, I think it's called Dark Age Ahead mm-hmm. lately, especially since the election. People have been saying there's a lot of relevance with that book. So I, yeah, I need to get into those. I've only read Death and Life of Great American yeah. Cities. And I actually, confession, I have a copy of Vital Little Plans that's sitting next to my desk uh-huh. right now that was sent by the publishers oh, to cool. us. A long time ago, and we were supposed to read it. And well, like, you can do read a review of it. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm sure in that it. anyway. The Dark Age Ahead was one of two books that Jane Jacobs planned to write um, about what she like basically her prophecy for her America in the future. And the second one she didn't finish before she died, but what remains of it is in Vital Little Plan. So that's the sunnier one. I'm told. Oh, okay, cool. so I'm excited to get to that. That's gonna be at the end of my many months long project though. So stay tuned for one to two years and then we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> I am kind of searching for a book to read right now, but I do have one on my desk that is a book about personal finance. Yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, it's not going to be that exciting, but I do, I have been meaning to read it because I'm like, okay, I'm in my mid twenties. I should probably like get my stuff in order. It's called <laughs> the index card. Why personal finance doesn't have to Sorry. be complicated. The premise is that everything that's in the book or like the main chapter headings of the book were written on an index card by this economist when he was asked, what should I know about personal finance? And he was like, everything you need to know is right here. So it's just like an expansion on some simple concepts, which I think is, that's what I can handle right now when it comes to (laughs) personal finance. Yeah. I want to offer everyone an update on the strongest town contest. It is almost over uh, just as the real March Madness NCAA championship has begun. We are now in the final phase. We have our two towns made it to the last round, Traverse City, Michigan, and Guelph, Ontario, after the podcast that we ran from last week. And so tomorrow at, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at 1230 Central. I need confirmation from Chuck on that, but probably 1230 PM Central tomorrow, we're going to do a live broadcast of participants from both of those towns in a little I'm not going to call it like a debate but a friendly conversation and give them a chance to speak more about their towns that'll be hosted by Chuck and I'll probably be there as well and then we'll have voting proceed for the rest of the week and then we'll pick our winner on Friday likely um, or perhaps on Monday so we will have our strongest town determined soon and you guys should all take a look at what's been submitted so far and make sure to vote as well I went to high school right outside of Traverse City, so I have a a soft spot for them. But honestly, I'm really persuaded by a lot of Guelph's materials. They've been a really strong competitor this year. I think it'll be a lot of fun. 
festival. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have members from both of those places, so I'm sure that'll be some excitement. Kia, do you want to tell us about who are the newest and uh, new, renewing members of the Strong Towns movement? I would love to. Um, so first we have Katie Coat, whose name had a typo in it, so it says Katoe Coat of <laughs> Seattle, Washington. She sent me an email to correct that this morning. Um, Stacey Martin of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Greg McPherson of New South Wales, Australia. Daniel Name of Bismarck, North Dakota. Never been there. Um, Russell Soaring of Traverse City, Michigan. So we got some Strong Towns contest folks in here. And mm-hmm. Robert Weaver of Indianapolis, Indiana. So those are just the folks that have given us permission to say thank you. And I want to thank all the people that didn't give us permission to for their support. We have such an incredible membership base, especially around this Strong Towns contest right now. We're seeing a lot of excitement from people that are just finding us for the first time and I just want to encourage anyone who's on the fence about becoming a member to take some time and you know give us whatever you can afford to do um, membership really contributions of any size will are appreciated and will admit you it's just a sign that you are a member of the strong towns movement and Kia is always really willing and enthusiastic to talk to members too yes call me on the telephone please <laughs> I'd love to <laughs> Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today, but just as a reminder, make sure to tune into the uh, live broadcast, or if you're not able to watch it live, um, you can watch it anytime later this week of the final uh, championship round in the Strongest Town Contest, and next week, get ready for a bunch of Summit-related content. All right, thanks, everyone, and take care. Thanks, Kia, for being on the podcast. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.